welcome back to the Wamcast. My name is Lou Cooper. Joined by my host, uh, Joel Shop Madeline. How are you today? How are you today? How are you today, Joel? <laughs> I'm doing very good. Thank you yourself, Louis. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. You can tell it's, it is coming to an end as I am slowly wearing away for all. No, it is good. Um, you've been up so much last night, also revising. Um, no, not really. Just um, revising and yeah, just getting ready for the last couple of days of school, which is yep. quite scary. Seeing it's happening now. It is. It is crazy. Only from here, two and a half more days to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, now today's guest has been one of the most requested we've we, we we've had at all from anyone uh, from from all year groups we've had people's asking for him to come on so we have Tuesday Mr McClurg. Hello Louis. I'm good thanks sir how are you? I'm very good not quite sure what I'm letting myself in for with this. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's okay, Thank you, you know. for the invitation. All um, of, all you... the teachers we've had on they've still kept their jobs so. Oh, <laughs> did you have a good Easter holidays? Yes I did I had a really good Easter chilled out over in Harris mm-hmm. for my family oh. art for oh. the whole holiday so. It's been good now. Back in for another term. Let's go. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're only back in another two and a half days, and then well, we'll... yeah, <laughs> not, not all of us are S sixes. No. Just have it easy, like you. No, well, I mean, what was your kind of school life like? You know, because mm. you you went to the IHS. Didn't I went to Terminus High School. Yeah, very similar to you guys, apart from taking COVID out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a full on S five where I did four hires, and then I had a pretty chilled out S six, relatively easy going. It applied to UCAS during S6, as most other people did, and I enjoyed S6 the most because it was a good chill after doing all my hires, mm-hmm. so that's pretty much standard for me. And uh, where, where was you on to university? Aberdeen, University of Aberdeen. I did my degree in history and politics there, and then I did my years teacher training at okay. Aberdeen as well. Yeah. And then you were back here last year, mm-hmm. working, uh, well, not back here, but you, you came here last I year. I started mm-hmm. here in August 2020, yep. Yep, and... and then you I've here you been are. here ever since. Yeah. Yep. So the let's let's say like a because this was this is your first full year teaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, with no I, lockdowns. You mean? No. Yeah. Well, yeah. With no lockdowns. Mm-hmm. Like your own kind of like you you is this your first year of your full kind of timetable to yes. yourself as well? Mm-hmm. Yes. So how so give us like a year in review. How has it been, mm-hmm. sir? <laughs> For me, uh, full on mm-hmm. intense, um, but enjoyable, I suppose. Um, highs and lows, like any job in any situation mm-hmm. you're in. Of course. Uh, but it's been good. I've enjoyed redesigning the Modern Studies course, uh, changing it up a little bit. Um, full on in terms of prelims and marking and stuff that I'd never experienced before as mm, a student no. or a probationer. But I chose to be in this job, so you just got to take what it throws at you sometimes. So, yeah. yeah it's, but overall, I would say yeah, I've had a pretty good year. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. yeah. I can imagine it must be a lot nicer this year into last year with all the stress about um, and uncertainty about like online learning and like video calls and... Yeah, it's been more straightforward for planning, I mm-hmm. would say, and knowing where I am with my classes and getting to teach more in person as opposed to last year when we only sort of had the two, three terms to mm-hmm. teach in person. So I would say that's been pretty more straightforward and enjoyable. That's probably what's made it more enjoyable this year, less yeah. the online stuff and more teaching in person. Yeah, so and now I've obviously noticed because I speak quite often, but you didn't always want, you weren't always going to teach history. You looked at another department, didn't you? Yep. You were almost a music teacher. Almost a music teacher. Oh. So when I went to uni, my course was history and music studies and I wasn't sure if I wanted to teach history or if I wanted to teach music and I did music up to advanced higher in school and I kept doing it in like different stuff outside of school like bands uh, and private lessons and then I got to uni and whilst I was there I got to go into schools and see uh, what it was like and I decided no I wanted to keep music as my hobby and that I would probably prefer to teach uh, history and social subjects so I changed my degree after first year so I took politics on as an extra course uh, during my first year at uni and then changed entirely from a joint degree in history and music to history and politics after my first year 
Okay. Just out of curiosity, what um, instruments do you play? Uh, piano, trumpet, and singing. That's quite a variety, you'd mm-hmm. say, yeah. We do have a grand piano, not grand piano, piano in here, but we won't ask you to no, play unless no, I, unless you insist. Don't, no, I, I, I don't I, I, like it on demand. I like time to okay, practice. So. Okay, yeah, you don't have any how many tunes you're just gonna pop out. <laughs> no, I don't, Louis. Do you have any kind of like go to karaoke? Would you say? What's, what's <laughs> no. like you're kind of going? And if oh, I did, I certainly wouldn't tell oh, you. Oh, okay, but, but, oh, okay. So, the, so there is a, there is a karaoke song in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. me. <laughs> I don't know. Um. So we've kind of spoken about like what else you could have done, and you know the what other departments you're involved in, schools like. But if you had the limited budget, how would you modify? Mm-hmm. We, we won't say improve yeah. or upgrade. We'll say modify or change the modern studies department, or even the kind of course by the SQA. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I won't go into modifying the course. Maybe <laughs> I'm a step too far. I would love to do. Uh, modern studies trips overseas especially to the united states since we teach the usa at national five mm-hmm. to america go over to congress the white house maybe do new york and look at the the cities and stuff that we study um, and the different sort of branches of government and things like that that's what i'd love to incorporate more uh, overseas trips um in terms of other things i'd use for money i don't know actually i don't think i won't, would make any other big big okay. changes um, i don't think the subject constantly changes, so, no. yeah, so yeah, you yes. can't you can't just say I do X, Y, and Z because you've always got to keep up with the news. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And if you weren't teaching, would you have any other careers? Would you have been a politician yourself? <laughs> yeah, I I would consider it. Yeah, I'd okay. maybe go into politics. Um, I'm sure some people listening that know me would be horrified that I'm into <laughs> politics. But um, local elections are coming mm-hmm. up. You know? I was asked to stand, <laughs> and I said no. I was asked to stand by three different parties, and I said oh. no. Um, so because you can't have two jobs in the council. Okay. Yeah. So I said, no, um, whether maybe one day I go for the Scottish okay. Parliament, who knows? Okay. I will see what happens. Well, I suppose that brings us kind of on to another thing we discussed then is uh, what's your thoughts on the current politics in the world right now? Current politics world. So <laughs> a caveat for anyone who's actually listening to this. Um, <laughs> so in my job, I have to remain politically neutral. And you know, uh, I always yes, give yes, of course. both sides of the argument. But the current state of politics is interesting because... I think we have two leaders in Boris Johnson and Nicola Sturgeon who are well liked and well supported by their bases, like the SNP supporters and the Conservative supporters. Mm, but not by anyone else. No, <laughs> I, I don't know about that because they, they are proven to have good electoral yeah. strengths and successes. No. And I've maintained all along that they are untouchable politicians, right? That nothing, no scandal or anything c- could get them. Um, and... I think Boris Johnson recently is at least trying to prove my <laughs> yes. I I said to my higher class, especially before Christmas, no, no, Boris Johnson will be Prime Minister for the next decade. Then obviously the parties happen and he's been fine mm-hmm. just last week, but he's still trying to defy calls to resign. Well, yeah. So I think that proves he likes to think he, he can stay. But I think local elections will be interesting for him because if the Conservative Party don't do well at local elections, they will call time in his leadership because the Tories are known to be pretty ruthless. If the leader isn't going to win, there is absolutely no point in having them at mm-hmm. the helm. And in terms of Scottish politics, Nicola Sturgeon wants to stay in place until she gets, and if she gets, a second independence referendum. Now, can I ask what your thoughts on having a second independence referendum might be? <laughs> you can ask, but you will not get oh, an answer. Well, <laughs> I, I'm not asking you what you'd vote for, but do you not feel that when they were stated as a once-in-a-lifetime referendum back in 20... 20- you could, so on one side of the argument, you could mm-hmm. say it was a once-in-a-generation argument and, and yes. debate that should never take place again because the vote was done and it was decisive. Mm-hmm. 
But then supporters of independence or even supporters of just another referendum in general could say, yeah, but there's been significant changes in our politics. We've left the EU, which Scotland didn't vote for. We've been through a pandemic which showed that devolved powers like health and education are in the hands of the Scottish government, not the UK government. We've got factors like the cost of living crisis and increasing costs for families. Which government is best tasked to deal with that? Mm -hmm. They might say, this is why we need independence. But then the others might say, yeah, but without the UK government, how would you fund all these things? Mm -hmm. So there's pros and cons, but... Whether I think there should be one, I do think there will be one. Okay. The, I, I do okay. think there will be one within the next decade. Um, I don't even know if Nicola Sturgeon will be the one to lead us to that referendum, mm-hmm. but it may be that there's a new leader in place by then, but I'm just speculating with my political of course, head. Of course, just playing devil's advocate. Yes, <laughs> I am. Yes. And then, you know, the other kind of big uh, political news, uh, the other political uh, rival at the moment is the French election. Who do you oh. think is set to win that one I think it'll be Macron Do you and he'll be the first president since 2002 I think it is to have won two consecutive terms yeah. because what happens in France they always get down to sort of an extreme candidate and a relatively centrist candidate mm-hmm. and I think it'll be tighter than last time but um, Marine yeah. Le Pen will get a lot more support and I think you shouldn't really focus on what's happening in next week's election but I think in four years time or five years time whenever it is that's the election we should be focusing on because okay. There'll be no Macron. There's no obvious successor to him. No. So maybe they will turn to Le Pen and give it a chance then. Okay. That's what I think is going to happen. Okay. I could be very wrong. <laughs> yeah. But... Mm-hmm. And then, is there any other policy? Um, I think going back to France is quite interesting. I think I read some of them in French because I was doing, I did, um, they were doing French. And am I right to say that they've got both a president and a prime minister? Yes, they do. Yes. Yeah, I think that's quite interesting just how the dynamic was for it's, it's an interesting dynamic because France always... Well, they have a history of changing their government or changing their Mm -hmm. republic. But um, typically, I mean, right now, the French parliament and the prime minister consists of Macron, President Macron's own party, um, that came out of the blue and and did well because their typical, their version of the Conservatives and Labour didn't do really well. So I think that if Marine Le Pen was to win, her hands would be tied because the parliament would not be representative of her views mm-hmm. and what she can do. So that's where it would get interesting. Yeah. Is that whereas here, Boris Johnson can get parliament to approve what he wants because mm-hmm. he has a majority, the Queen signs off and it's very different in a system where the president is not the same party to the parliament. Okay. And then one, one last one before we go back to teaching. Um, Trump 2024, do you see it happening? <laughs> <laughs> I can see it happening. I think he's pretty much confirmed he, he's going to run anyway. Whether it's but, Republican or not. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think he will run for the Republican nomination, but he's shown to have such a, a tight grip and influence on the Republican Party that I think, you know, if he runs, he will be the front runner. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's a sealed deal that he'll be the nominee. No, okay. And he, do you see Biden staying off the next election? or I think he might, um, depending on you know, circumstances. But I think, you know, typically the consensus in American politics is they do get another go. The mm-hmm. incumbent gets another shot. No matter their age, no matter their weaknesses or their flaws, they, they typically give them another go at it. That doesn't mean to say he won't be challenged. No, but... But I do think Biden will give it another go. I think he would probably win again, but with less of a, a margin as what happened. But again, this happened. Trump might have won re-election had it not been for COVID and the different situations mm-hmm. that arose then. Yeah. So it's a you hard one to call. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, now, teaching, it, yes. obviously there's lots of pupils who are in fifth year who are going to be applying to want to be teachers and stuff next year. Would you give them any advice for what to put in their application or what to involve? Um, in general, I would say for your application, not just for teaching, but you always need to say, what impact has this had? Like, you could have volunteered at something, you should have done mm-hmm. something, but tell them what impact it had, whether it developed a skill that's going to help you for your course or whether it developed an interest in something you want to study. Mm-hmm. That's what to do. You know, if you want to go into teaching specifically, get as much maybe youth work experience and volunteering under your belt 
and different clubs that are going on, volunteering classes to go and help some teachers out. Um, but always explain why you know you're doing something or you want to do something make it clear so that when they're reading your personal statement in the admission service they know they want to do this because mm-hmm. x y and z they've yeah. said it there yeah i think that's a pretty um valid point because i think it's good to do lots of things but you don't if you don't take anything from what you've done it's a bit yeah and that, that's what the personal statement you know you should show mm-hmm. you need to show to uni i want to come and study this course because and mm-hmm. here's my evidence to prove it it's all social subjects based, you see? The yeah. skills you learn in social subjects, they tie into these things. Exactly. You can scrap all the sciences. All no, I didn't say even. that. I didn't say that. Yeah. But I'm just being biased. No. Um, anyway, well, and um, so um, one question we like to ask everyone that comes on is, if you're on a desert island and you could only eat one sort of food for the rest of your life, what would that be? One sort of food... Well, I've got a real sweet tooth, Welcome. so I would say any sort of cakes, especially oh, Haddy Gow's oh, cakes. I'm oh, quite okay. partial to Haddy Gow's vanilla and raspberry mm-hmm. slice. So oh, very nice. That mm-hmm. would be my choice. Joel, do, 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 do you have a go-to Haddy Gow's meal? You know? um, I quite like the dream rings, although it's not really a meal, it's more of a dessert thing, but yeah. the dream rings are probably well, quite popular, so yeah, quite like them. How about I'd, yourself? I'd have to say that my um, uh, go-to cake is a coconut snowball. Oh. oh no, I find that quite bland, Louis. But I'm not the greatest fan of coconut. I've, but, I don't mind coconut, but Louis, I, that's a pretty boring job. That's, again, <laughs> I, my opinion. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I seem to quite enjoy it, you yeah. know. But, um, but they do have that. And I saw that for Easter, they replaced, like, the kind of gems on top of an Empire Biscuit with, like, a mini egg. Oh. Fascinating. Yeah, thank you, sir. I'm on the edge of my seat with that information. <laughs> well, you know, this this is the kind of stuff that we get up on the mm-hmm. WAMcast, but next year you've got two new hosts who yep. might be even more who, exciting. Who, who, who are they, Louis? Do enlighten me. Uh, I, I think you already know. So. No, but yeah. just say it out loud no. so I can hear you admit who's taking over. Uh, <laughs> no, that, that'll be announced. On... That'll be announced them on oh, fri- so our Friday episode. So you could ruin the big surprise. Yep. I mean, from, from what I've gathered... The big surprise, caveat. They're telling everybody that. Yes, yes. That's what I was going to say. From what I've gathered, they've pretty much yes. told everyone. Mm-hmm. So the big surprise at the end will have no effect yep. on anybody. Yeah. Uh, but no, thank you very much for coming on, sir. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Enjoy us your day and mm-hmm. whatever you. lies ahead for the yeah. week. Thank you very much and well done to both of you for doing the Whamcast. Thank, thank you. After the year, I hope people don't cringe when they listen to it. <laughs> Never, you know, sir. We've, we've been nominated for awards. Oh, yeah. Time to go back to Glasgow. But no, thank you for having me on. Thank you. Thank you for coming out. A good sort of laugh, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, and with that, we will see you all next time. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, guys.